0: Shakeout run do's and don'ts. The shakeout run. Do you need it? Is it worth it? We are going to be chatting about the shakeout run and give some last minute tips for the 24 to 36 hours before your race day because a lot of people are gearing up to run marathons or even half marathons in the upcoming weeks or maybe even this weekend. Um, So we just wanted to go over what this is because a lot of like confusion is out there, right? I know for me, when I first did my first marathon, people were like, oh, are you gonna do a shakeout run? And I was always on the fence of like, should I rest before? my marathon like I'd rather in the beginning have taken a rest day before my marathon and so doing the shakeout run um, I was a little bit apprehensive of doing something like that before my marathon and I didn't really like understand and it seemed like it was one of these common knowledge things within the running community that like everyone knew about but I didn't really know about. Um, So we just kind of want to break it down and make it a little bit less uh, confusing for people. So Jason what is the point of a shakeout run?
1: Yeah, shakeout runs are really designed to help you um, you get one last opportunity to circulate some blood flow and just to kind of get your legs moving so you're not going from um, being stagnant or being stiff or sitting around for, you know, days upon end and then going to your your race start line. So for most people, their last run before a major race like that will be uh, one to two days before. And so depending on what you've done in the past, I I would, um, you know, if you've never done a run the day before, Um, maybe try it with a maybe a 10k or a half before you try it for a full something like that and then you can um, shorten the run as well so if you're used to doing let's say three miles two days out um, if you're going to try a shakeout run the day before you could do maybe half of that distance for example and see how you feel and so you never just want to show up and um you know do something that you haven't done before i know a few years back when we flew to boston it was very common for people to um meet up the, the, the day before and do a shakeout run and so that was kind of my first experience with with running the day before a marathon um so you have to kind of think about those social influences as well if you're traveling to races
0: yeah definitely and i think there's so many factors that really go into this and like you said you know if you're not used to running the day before a race like maybe Maybe you don't have to. You don't feel like you have to just because there's a meetup or like a social media meetup or maybe your run group is doing a meetup and you're like, whoa, I usually take a rest day the day before a big race. So you can definitely still take that. And I know when we go out to Boston or sometimes up at Grandma's, we'll do meetups. Um, like, And we'll call it a shakeout run. But a lot of the times people will be like, well, I'm not or I'm not going to run or I'm not going to do it because I just... Um, don't do a run the day before a race and so that's totally okay too and so really the shakeout run is not gonna like make or break you and I think sometimes in that week or two weeks before a race people start to second-guess like everything that's on the training plan Um, for the shakeout run it's like you could do a short run two days before your race and that can constitute as a shakeout run Um, but when it comes to this I also think that there are some people that like it's religious right like they have to do their shakeout run so if you are gonna be like really religious about the shakeout run and you are gonna do it I think what they say to do is really like be doing it during the same time of day as your race the next day so you don't want to be doing a shakeout run you know 10 o'clock at night or you know at night maybe if you had a long car ride and you need to like shake the legs out you could do like something really short and quick but the idea is to do something very, very short. It's just to get the blood flowing, like you said. It, we're not gonna be going out on like a four or five mile run. I mean, unless you're like an elite um, right. level athlete. <clears throat> so I think it's just really important to like look at what you've done historically. Like you had said earlier, if you don't ever run even before like five k or ten k, it's gonna feel really weird to go out and run the day before a marathon. So I think if you've never really been one to run the day before race maybe we just pick rest day the day before and do your shakeout run two days before your marathon if you have done short runs before 5k or 10k um let's just keep it really short right maybe go off of time so maybe we're gonna do like in between 10 and 25 minutes of just a very very easy pace we want to keep the pace this day extremely easy so you're going to feel really really fresh and i also think that's important to note that if you are meeting up with other people or you're planning to do the shakeout run with other people make sure that they're going the appropriate pace for you so if you're someone who's hoping to run say nine minute pace for the marathon you should be doing a shakeout run at like 11 minute pace or maybe even slower um, we don't want to be going anywhere even near close to 10 minute pace like that might be too fast we just want it to be a very very easy like zone one, zone two heart rate. Um, Even like I think the day before I ran 311 at Boston, I did like a 10-30 pace for the shakeout run. And that's the pace that we were all kind Mm -hmm. of going like as a group. So finding a group that's gonna go the appropriate pace for you, or just skipping kind of the group aspect altogether if you feel like you're gonna be tempted to run too fast on that shakeout run.
1: Yeah, really good point. You brought up like a long car ride. So a lot of times you might travel to a race the day before. And so if you do feel kind of stiff after that, you know, and and you're not used to doing a shakeout run, you could just do like a shakeout walk, for example, and see how how things loosen up. And so this should always be done sort of gradually, right, as far as um, the, the time you're spending doing your shakeout runs. If it's, you know, if you start with 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then you build up from there. Um, but typically it's going to be a, 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 reduced, um, amount off like what your typical easy run might be. So if your easy runs are usually three to four miles, you know, your shake runs probably going to be like one to two, something like that. Right. And, and as far as, um, keeping the pace easy, you know, I think back to maybe in, in college and people that maybe have a, a background of competitive running, it used to sort of be common, uh, to do like an easy run followed by some strides after, right. And, mm. and doing that as a pre-meet kind of routine or, or, um, uh, the day before your race, um, and, you know back then that was something that was uh, common practice so you got used to doing that and you're also probably running a shorter distance race the next day right and so um i don't think that most adult runners need to be doing that however if, if you have a, a history of doing that you're welcome to do some accelerations um if you're two days out that's probably okay if it's the day out i don't see a need to do those but again even those should be no faster than the, the race pace that you're going to be at like getting up to it by the end so for me if i was going to do like just two quick like 20 second uh, buildups I would be hitting my you know marathon race pace by the end of that or half marathon pace by the end of that so I'm not going to be exceeding that by any means
0: right yeah and I think sometimes people get strides there's different ways that you can do strides right so right. I love that we're bringing this up because I think in training like the day before a workout it's okay to to push it on your strides a little bit right like the legs turning over but the day before a race is not the time to like test out the legs Mm -hmm. like see see how fast you can hit your strides or just to like push yourself in that capacity because we still really want to be like in total fresh mode and we don't want to like have some sort of incident where it's like oh we pull something or maybe heaven forbid you're like sore after doing it something like that I don't really know but would that likely happen probably not but we just want to err on the side of caution like you're the day before a race so we don't want to do anything that would like jeopardize your race and so could you get away with going like one mile race pace for your strides maybe but is it worth it absolutely not so like you said if you're towing the line of a marathon and you're going to do strides the day before a race your strides should be at marathon pace so if your goal again is that nine minute pace for marathon i don't want to see a stride pace that's faster than like 8 because the point of doing the strides is just to like get your body kind of up back to that pace it's really not supposed to be like a workout day you really want to consider the day before your marathon as like a rest day so you want to feel like you really didn't do anything um so you might think well that's really easy to do 20 second strides at marathon pace and it's like that's the point so the point of the shakeout run is just super easy basically like you didn't even do a workout you probably won't even break a sweat um it's just to get like the blood flowing and to get your a lot of times people are really nervous and so it's just to kind of keep with that routine. It's more of like a routine and like a mental thing than it is physiological.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, when I write training plans for people, I'll typically, if they're used to running like the day before a long run, um, maybe I will do the shake. I'll run the day before the race. If they're Mm -hmm. used to going into their long runs, feeling fresh with a rest day, I'll do that shake. I'll run usually two days before, um, you know, unless they tell me otherwise. But, um, you know, like you said, it's more about just keeping your body in that routine, Um, and it's important to know you're not gaining any fitness in those couple of days leading up to the race. So there's no point in doing anything too fast. Um, It's just, yeah.
0: And the whole point is, sometimes I think we hear about, like, the ShakeOut Run. Like, we're doing a whole podcast on it. I think there is actually a podcast called, like, the ShakeOut Run Podcast. Mm. And a lot of the times on, like, Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. They're, on Instagram, like, people post, like, the day before, it's like, oh, ShakeOut Run. And it kind of feels like if you're not going out on a run the day before a marathon, like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Because you're already in, like that doubting phase, or like you're just very anxious, nervous, and so just thinking about, is this what I need to be doing? Like you can do the shakeout run two days before, um, and it's really like not that big of a deal. It's just um, kind of something that people do more like for mental purposes. And like I said, doing it in the morning, kind of at the same time that you would be running the race, that's kind of the ideal time to be doing a shakeout run. And I have a funny story that I can share. So I think it was about like seven or eight years ago. Now we were up, and I think you know where we're going with this. We were up at my grandma's marathon, um, you know, worked a full day of work, drove up. It's like did two or three hour drive. So we get there at like four or five or I don't even know what time. We're eating dinner and it's probably, I don't know, 6.30 at night at this point. And someone who's running the full marathon the next day was like, oh shoot, I forgot to do my shakeout run. And we were like, oh, don't do it. And he like thought we were kidding, but it's like, it's 6.30 at night. The race starts in 12 hours. Why? Like, what's Mm. the point? And so he was like, yeah, I had five easy on the schedule. And so then my eyes got really big and I'm like, you're not actually thinking about going out and running five right now, are you? And this was even before like we were coaching. Like I wasn't really into coaching back then, but, and he's much faster than I am, but I'm like, are you serious? And he was like, well, it said I had to on the schedule. And it was just like the whole concept of doing the shakeout run, I think made him really nervous that like he didn't do it. So he thought, man, I, and I don't know if he had ever ended up doing that shakeout run at like eight o'clock at night. I think he did. Um, and then ran the marathon the next day. And I, I don't think the marathon went great, but the idea is that uh, you know, you don't need it. Like if it's, you just don't need to do it. Like, let's say it's a hectic day and you didn't do it. It's not gonna, you know, ruin your race or something like that if you don't get it in. And sometimes it's better to like err on the side of caution. Like in that case scenario, it probably would have just been better for him to rest because mm-hmm. it sounded like maybe he was a little bit exhausted. He kind of forgot to do it. And you know, when you're 12 hours out from that marathon, I think, you know, just resting is the best thing that you can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you, you want to be conserving and, and carbo loading as much as you can and you uh, saving all of those, right. all of the storages for your race. And you don't want to just, you know, go out and run five miles. Cause that's going to take oh you, God. um, you know, 30 <laughs> to 40 minutes. So it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I know a lot of times we, we tend to uh, do what we think we need to do right in those last like 48 hours before the race. Um, and if, you know, if you're used to doing something maybe the day before those harder efforts or those long runs and i think you're okay to do a shake around but again we we need to have a limit we need to cap it Mm -hmm. um and we need to be reasonable about it like if travel plans got delayed or whatever sometimes you might have to scrap it and then that's in your own best interest to maybe just get rest and kind of just say well it's a wash i'm not going to be able to get it in today or whatnot and i know that if you do travel to races especially um flying and stuff a lot of times there are Unforeseen circumstances that arise, where it pushes your travel time back and stuff, so you don't always make that that last run happen. So um, I don't, I wouldn't dwell on it too much. Um, I know we're having a whole podcast on the topic, but <laughs> I think it's more for just helping people realize, like, hey, do what you're used to doing, and then don't do anything new and don't obsess about it.
0: Right. I like how you said, like, sometimes just scrap it; it's a wash. And I know a few people who before a marathon, it's like they took a couple of days off, maybe because like something flared up or like they just were too busy or whatever, and then they go into the race, or maybe it wasn't a marathon, other race distances, and they like crush it, like they absolutely destroy it. And so sometimes it's better to have the extra rest. I know sometimes we get in our own head about that. We're like, oh, I haven't ran in a couple days. Maybe my body Mm -hmm. will forget. But really, in reality, like, your body is just going to be extra rested and primed, ready to go. You don't lose fitness for uh, two weeks, and it takes, like, six weeks to build fitness. So really, I mean, anything you're doing in, like, those two weeks leading up to the marathon, it doesn't make a huge difference and especially that week of like the more you can rest probably the better you're going to be able to perform because you're going to be more primed up rested and ready and i think some of the other focus instead of like focusing on a shakeout run some of the focus could really be shifted on some other things like what you should be eating and i know that's not really as common ground and sometimes people will be like well you don't need to fuel during a marathon like there's different like schools of thought out there and i know we've done several podcasts where we talk about how to fuel during a marathon, and studies show that if you do use fuel in endurance events over 90 minutes, you will perform better. I mean, it's simple science. Um, Can your body go without fuel? Yes, but when we're talking about performance, we want to optimize your performance, so we wanna do the things that are going to lead us to the best performances. And so that's where I think the argument comes in is people are like, well, I don't need fuel. And it's like, yeah, of course you don't. Like no no one actually needs it, but you're going to run faster times if you utilize it. And so it's something you can do to run your fastest, fastest times. I think it's really important to actually utilize. And going hand in hand with fueling during same with carbo loading right so you're going to perform better if your glycogen stores are topped off and how you carbo load is also sometimes a little bit of a controversial topic so in the 36 hours the two to three days leading up to your race 90% of your calories should be coming from carbohydrates which is extremely hard to do so it's pretty much everything you're eating it, it, it seems like when I do it is a carb and that's only going to be in the two to three days before the race. So Jason talk a little bit about carbo loading and is this something that you have to talk to your athletes a lot about? Because I know these people are like hesitant for like two to three days to just like go after it with the carbs.
1: Yeah, this is interesting because a lot of athletes, they focus more on the race itself and what they should eat like that morning and during the race. Right. So mm-hmm. we touch a lot on like how many grams of carbs you should be consuming. Um, you know, during that time. But as far as in the days leading up to it, I don't get a lot of questions. I I think the biggest thing is to, to do, obviously you want to increase your carb intake, right? But you also want to be doing this within your training as well, so that your body's sort of used to it and it kind of knows what's coming. And so before your 20 mile long run or before any like half marathon races that you have during your cycle, stuff like that, you really want to be focusing and making that priority. And I liked how you talked about um, shifting the focus away from the shakeout run and onto other things like mm-hmm. your, you know, um, carbo loading, your fluid intake, um, you know, your, maybe your mental strategy about the pace execution, all of that. And so obviously simple carbs should be the priority in the 24 to 36 hours leading up to the race. And so, um, you know, eat what sits well with you. And I know, um, our dietitians on staff have lots of success with, with, uh, athletes, um, fueling and with, uh, helping you with ideas. And so that's something you're interested in you can always reach out
0: right and everyone has their own like preferences and what sits well with them but i love how you said it's the simple carbs and i think that's another way that people sometimes go askew is they're like simple carbs yeah so that would be like basically sour patch kids is one example that's coming to my mind um that's something that I use before my marathons just because I really like that candy um but like if you look at how many carbs are in there I mean it's just chock full of carbs and it's simple carbs and so the reason that they say to use simple carbs is because it actually fills your glycogen stores um faster more efficiently than doing complex carbs so you can obviously do complex carbs but it's not going to fuel it as efficiently so when it comes to those two to three days before the race, simple carbs are definitely like a go-to for a lot of people. And people might be like, well, I don't really like to eat candy or all that. I don't know why some people would say that, but if you are in that camp, um, you know, you can do fruit, that's a simple carb, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like juices, kind of like fruit juices, have a lot of the carbs in it. Um, Stuff like white rice or potatoes, those sort of things. um, Very similar. And there are more, I don't know, sometimes people are wanting the less processed options of those things. And so right. it is really important to remember that you can still get a lot of simple carbs from these natural sources. So if you're someone who's um, just trying to avoid like more of the processed stuff, uh, a lot of the dried fruit, that's a high... Um, Mm -hmm. High carb intake, but if you're someone that's just like looking for whatever, um, just go with like what you enjoy eating. So, for me, I like to do a lot of pretzels, um, crackers,
1: yeah, crackers are good. All of the things I saw a dietitian post about Pop Tarts this morning, so you know, for me, that always gave me an excuse to eat one of those like before a long run or something like that,
0: right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Pop Tarts, I think, probably are really a good option. I haven't really looked at the, the carb breakdown, but some of the things that sometimes surprise me is like those bars, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. I have a lot of bars that I like to eat before before a run. Um, and some of them, it's like they, you would think they have a lot of carbs in them, but they don't. And so I think it's just yeah. important to kind of look at the labels. And especially before my marathons, I usually like go to the grocery store, Whole Foods or whatever, and I just pick up a bunch of things right. that I think would be really good for carbo-loading. And I'll be like, oh, this actually doesn't have that many carbs per serving in it. And it kind of takes me by surprise. Um, But usually I look for anything that's like over 30 grams per per serving or like, if it's like upper 30s or even like 40, it's like, yeah, game on. So a lot of like the breads, bagels, rolls, like all of the things, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. pasta, everything like that. So again, that's like, two to three days before and so if you are traveling to a race i think it's really important to like pack snacks and make sure you have a lot of like those carb rich snacks because it is going to be hard to get your hands on them like if you're traveling um i know like airports don't always have the best options and especially someone like me um i'm gluten-free because of like celiac disease running in my family and uh i think you know to get (laughs) a lot of good carb sources you do kind of have to brewing your own in those case scenarios so if you're someone who has like dietary restrictions i think shopping ahead of time is definitely really important
1: yeah i think planning ahead with your fueling and and carbo loading and stuff should be more important than kind of worrying about like the shakeout run especially if you're short on time or you're having to travel to the race Um, kind of getting all that other stuff dialed in and then learning you know getting all your logistics figured out i think a lot of times that's going to trump the shakeout run and so um you know, kind of goes back to you're not gaining fitness. You're not going to hurt right. yourself by taking an extra rest day. So
0: yeah. And then like the activity piece, like how much activity should you be doing the day before your race? And this one really is coming into play because a lot of people are traveling to their races. And so if you're someone in that camp of like traveling to a race and maybe there are some sites to see, or maybe you're traveling with family and like they're bored and they're not going to be running a marathon tomorrow so maybe they want to like go out and sightsee maybe Mm -hmm. they want to walk around a lot maybe they want to stay out late Um, I think it's really important to uh, the second half of the day the day before your marathon just like lay low do nothing and mainly that so that your legs have time to just kind of rest you're not on your feet Um, and rest is really important in those days leading up to the marathon so you don't want to do anything that's going to compromise your race you want to get like extra rest even if that's um some people are like well I feel antsy and it's like yeah but it, it's better to kind of relax and have some time distract your All mind right. doing some other things maybe it's playing a game on your phone or reading something um, working that's actually something I like to do yeah. for my marathon is mm-hmm. like working or work on a project um, those sort of things can kind of get your mind off of it. But just because you're feeling antsy, that's not like a really good reason to go out and and stay out late or on your feet. You really want to rest.
1: I know for us, you know, the first few times we, you know, maybe travel to like Boston or Disney or Chicago and, you know, there is a lot more walking involved um, in these cities rather than just, uh, you know, running a local race at home where you can kind of stay at home, sleep in your own bed and all that. And so it does give you a, a feeling of fatigue. And so then that can kind of worry you a little bit like, Oh my gosh, am I going to feel good? And like, I feel so tired or I, you know, I walked 13,000 steps today, whatever it is. And so, um, I think it's important to kind of try to build in the rest periods throughout those days. Like if you know, you're going to be on your feet a lot or going to the expo and then you got to walk back to this or that, and um, just trying to do the best you can with planning some downtime um, or plan breaks within there or, you know, taking an Uber, if you can, those sorts of things. Um, but, yeah, the other thing is, too, like, we, you know, we thought we were going to run terribly at um, the the Goofy Challenge one year because we did the half the day before, and our legs kind of felt heavy. And then I feel like the race went pretty well. Like, we were pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And so um, don't let that get in your head. Also, like, if you do, are feeling kind of um, a little bit worn out because you're on your feet too much, um, don't let the thought of that, like, sabotage your race is what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes it is common. Like, even <clears throat> during the shakeout run, you might feel... Flat or like mm-hmm. just ooh I don't know about this and there's just a lot of like weird mental things that happen in the couple days leading up to the to the race especially like with all the carb loading and stuff you might feel a little bit different like having yeah. that sort of diet um, but it does actually help you a lot on race day so you're gonna be a, like in a really good position to execute and really run to your performance potential. Um, because you're doing all the things right. So it is good to kind of feel a little bit on the fatigued side at times because that might just mean that your body is like in that rest and recovery mode and that you're going to listen to it and kind of allow yourself to recover and and lay low. Um, But it is really important to remember to try to stay off your feet as much as possible in especially the um, probably like 18 hours before your marathon for sure. And, um, don't plan a lot of touristy stuff, like mm-hmm. even two days before your race, make sure you're prioritizing, um, like meals and not skipping any of that. Because I know sometimes when you're traveling, nice. it can be difficult to make time to like sit down and have that full meal. So make sure you're either planning ahead for snacks, planning where you're going to eat all of those things. Cause fueling is probably the most important thing that you can be doing, in those two to three days leading up to the marathon and I think it's something that's really underutilized or under talked about in the running community.
1: Yeah just another kind of don't that comes to mind when we talk about shake runs too is if you're Going to a race, um, you want to kind of get a preview of the course, you know, if it, especially if it's like a hilly course or, you know, like you don't need to run up Heartbreak Hill the day before the race or you don't need to run down the Rebel Mountain course the day before the race. And so um, you can go drive the course, you can get a feel for it that way, but if there is some elevation changes, don't go out and, and run, run on that, um, especially if you're not used to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Save the legs, do something flat, easy. Remember, it's okay to not do the shakeout run if it's something that you're not really used to doing in your practice the day before a race. And remember that you've already put in all of the training, you've done all of the work, and the race is just kind of that time of celebration where you get to show off all of that work. And even if the race doesn't go how you hoped or you miss your ABC goal, Um, Just remember that no one can take your fitness away from you. So all the fitness that you build over the summer, um, it's there. And it's just going to continue to compound year after year. And so sometimes we just have days where it's just, wow, like didn't go great. But that's fine. Everyone has those days. And I hope that no one has one of those days. But if if you do, just know that you're in good company. Because almost every runner I know has had a day where it's just a total fluke. Um, and it happens even though you're in you're in great shape but it's gonna be a great day for everyone and you're gonna feel good and just having those positive thoughts going into the race remembering that it is gonna feel challenging at times and that you've really done everything you can to face those challenges so think about all those hard times in training where you were tired or you thought you weren't gonna do great on your workout but then you ended up crushing it so Having all of those in your back pocket, all of those moments to look back on and reflect on can really help you when you're going through those rough patches in the race or when the going gets tough on race day as it will. Just remember that like you've been through some really hard times in training and that you are prepared, you are strong enough mentally and physically to just crush it and continue to push when the going gets tough
1: yeah, really well said. And, you know, if you're, if you have a great race, um, you know, that's awesome. And don't, don't attribute that to whether or not you did a shakeout run, you know, because obviously, um, you're going to have, <laughs> you maybe did some races where you did a shakeout run or didn't, and the race outcome was, um, was not a result of, of that one factor. So, um, don't let that really influence, um, your thoughts about the shakeout run, uh, going forward either.
0: Definitely good closing words. And if you are interested in, Working with a coach, or you just want to chat, even if it's like last minute, or let's say it's after your race, we would love to chat with you, work with you, get started, and we always connect you with a coach right away. So if you fill out the form on our website, www.runforprs.com, we actually connect you with a coach, and you can chat with them for a week for free, and then obviously, like anytime thereafter, if you want to come back and just kind of reopen up that connection, but we like to let you like try it. Before you have to commit to anything so that you can get a look inside of what does our app look like like what are these workouts really like what is this coach like are they just gonna you know not email me so you get to like have all of those experiences before you uh, make a commitment or not and then it's like a no strings attached so you don't have to like give us your card information or anything like that it's literally you just get to experience it. For free so again that's www.runforprs.com you can get a free seven-day trial working with a coach thanks for tuning in